0: Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come-from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come-froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. If you dare. Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you're doing good today. I am... As always, very excited to be able to engage with you today. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to, for the next couple of weeks, uh, share uh, something, uh, a couple of of insights and ideas around what I call leadership temptations. And, you know, this may not be what you think it is, particularly when I use the word temptations. I'm not talking about those kind of temptations. What I am talking about is uh, when you are trying to make change in your life, Uh, or in your organization, or in your faith community, wherever you are. I want to talk about some of the uh, temptations that I see as I work with my clients, um, and temptations that I want you to avoid if you are listening. So today, what I want to talk about is uh, the leadership temptation of focusing on resistors. Let me say that again the leadership temptation of focusing on resistors so what's a resistor well you know what a resistor is right I mean let, let's just go go to our personal life let's just let's just kind of hang out with ourselves okay today let's say that you want to start a new workout regime right and maybe it's day one and maybe you know if you're like me um, you know, I just hired a personal trainer uh, about five weeks ago because I realized I have been uh, sitting around and in the house, probably like many of you uh, over the last year and a half because of the pandemic um, and just really started to feel it in my body. And so I remember uh, when I was supposed to go see my trainer day one and uh, I had to work through focusing on a resistor and the resistor was myself day one of some sort of change that I decided I wanted to make. I longed to make, right? Just the energy that it took me to get the right clothes on, uh, put my tennis shoes on, get out the door, make space for it uh, in my calendar, right? All of that. uh, That was a resistor. You know, sometimes if we can't meet um, some goals, particularly when it comes to like health and fitness or that sort of thing, the biggest resistor that we have to identify is ourself. Um, usually because, you know, it, it's the stories and the habits that exist within us um, that are the, the largest things for us to have to work through and move through when we are trying to make change. Well, it's the same thing in any organization, And I want to encourage you if you are in the midst of a change in your organization or in your community, uh, from monocultural to multicultural, just know that this is normal. Um, you will always have resistors and resistance, and that doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing. So resistors, what is a resistor? Well, usually it kind of goes like this in the area of culture work, uh, you have a vision and a mission to move from, uh, having your organization only be one kind of person, uh, to an organization that makes room for lots of different kinds of people, right? And the resistor sounds like this, well, why do we have to do this? But there's nothing wrong. Why do we need this change? Well, isn't this just political? That's what resistors sound like now here's what i appreciate about resistors because in some regard depending on the situation i and maybe you too we can find ourselves as the resistors right (laughs) um i remember when uh the, the last organization that i worked for they were um creating a new location and you know we had been in one location for so long And that had just been, you know, my space and and what I was used to and uh, was so familiar to me. And I remember as the new space was being built in the new location, um, I had some resistance in me uh, just about uh, almost like, you know, a new baby coming into the family and just kind of being like, you know, if you're the older sibling and it's just been you and the parents for a really long time. And then this this uh, this new sibling comes along, you know, you're not too crazy about the change. Right. You resist. And I remember feeling that resistance even just in a a new location that was being built. So we can find ourselves as the resistors sometimes. But usually what happens, and I see this happen a lot, this actually happens more in communities of faith um, than it does in organizations. But it also happens in businesses as well. And that is you have a, a group of people, oftentimes a small group of people, that really don't wanna see change happen. Either they don't wanna see change happen, or they don't wanna be involved in the change that needs to happen, or they really see the change as a threat to their own belief system, like the very core of why they do what they do. And you can imagine if you could just sit for a second and put yourself in someone else's shoes, and in someone else's experience that that can feel very jarring and very scary for a lot of people particularly if they feel like that they don't have the information that they need uh, in order to get on board with the new change now for any of us if we work at our jobs or work for an organization and we don't like the change that is being made we also always have the opportunity to say, I'm not doing this, or, you know, this no longer jives with who I am anymore. And therefore I need to leave. And that's always an option. But oftentimes what happens in, in culture work is, um, there is a small, tiny group of people that feel very strongly, uh, in their belief system about how things should be. And when we're trying to change culture, Uh, you can find that there's a group of people that resist. Now, here's the thing that you need to know. And that is, is that this is always going to happen. However, here is the temptation that I want to uh, help you avoid. And that is to focus on the resistors and to focus on the resistors only. I see this happen in, in companies that have been relatively successful Um, You know, one of my clients that I uh, worked with, uh, one of the leaders, a senior leader said, you know, I'm trying to really figure out why, why we need to do this, because it seems like things are really good right now. And so why would we change it? Why would we, you know, start to start to make some of these shifts? And, you know, one of the things that I shared with him and he came to agree with me that, you know, something doesn't have to be broken in order to be better particularly in our companies, right? Like we can always find uh, a better way or the best way to do something that we've been doing a really long time. But usually what happens, not usually, that's a, that's a strong word, but sometimes what can happen in an organization that wants to make cultural change is that senior leadership will focus on the resistors. You know why? Because resistors in an organization and when it comes to culture work they will usually be your loudest people. They may be a small group, but oftentimes they may be your loudest people about how the change doesn't need to happen. And so they'll, they may be the people that come to you and send you emails as a leader or, um, you know, go through, uh, jump through hoops to tell you how disappointed they are with the direction of the company or that kind of thing. I mean, you know, if you're a leader of any sort, you get that anyway, just because that's part of leadership. Uh, but when it comes to this, the temptation can be to focus on the people who are the angriest and Uh, I want to encourage you as a leader, wherever you find yourself, even in, even in your own personal life and you're in at home, wherever it is, you're always going to find resistors. I want to encourage you not to focus only on the resistors because what I've seen, um, in some of my work is that there's a group of resistors that get all of the attention from the senior executives or the senior leadership in your organization And then what happens is, is that the rest of the people who are either excited about the change that you long to make or the rest of the people who are saying, you know, I'm not quite sure uh, what this is yet or how to do it or how to be involved, but I'm in, right? I'm in, I'm ready to learn. uh, I'm ready to mess up, right? I'm ready to, I'm ready to, let's go. Let's do this thing. Just tell me what you need me to do those people, which oftentimes can make up more than half of your organization or your company, they are the ones that end up being forgotten. And so it's kind of like, it reminds me of how people talk about, you know, uh, affirmation, uh, both positive and negative uh, affirmation, right? So um, so if you you or I do something and we get, you know, uh, one negative piece of feedback about how somebody hated what we did, or um, thought it was terrible, or or didn't like our work, but then we also get about you know 15 to 20 pieces of feedback that was positive. That that one negative piece of feedback tends to cancel out for many of us all of the positive feedback that we got too. And so what happens is there's there's an uneven weight that happens here, and this is what happens with resistors in your organization is that as a senior leader or just as a leader or, or a coworker, even, wherever you're, you find yourself, all of the leadership energy can be spent on how do we make sure that people aren't mad? Or how do we make sure that we're thinking about people, that this is new for them? Or how do we make sure that, you know, the things that we are uh, working to do and, and, and wanting to do to change How do we make sure that that is not um, uh, too maddening for people who are resistors? And you see what happens? All of the leadership energy, all of the meetings, all of the resources, all of those things start to shift towards the people that are the loudest and the angriest. And then, as I said, the rest of your organization Just kind of gets, you know, left out there. It's kind of hanging out like, well, what about us? Like we're in. And so that is the leadership temptation. The temptation is to focus on the resistors. I would say it's okay to engage with the resistors, right? Because particularly people at your company, people at your church, whatever it is, that It's not like those people don't matter. They do. They're part of the organization. They're part of the body of your business. And they are not the only people. And so my leadership uh, charge for you would be when you are trying to make the change from monocultural to multicultural and you're starting to wade into uh, deep waters and significant waters cultural conversations maybe even for you if you're listening and you are the senior leader you know you're thinking to yourself I don't even know how to walk through these waters and maybe you even have a little bit of resistance who knows but the thing is is that we can't focus only on the mad people we have to have a more broad sense that people are all over the spectrum when it comes to the change that they want to see. And if there is a way as a senior leader to make sure that you are having some sort of touch point with all of those different kinds of come from's and different kinds of people, it will go better for you in the change work that you long to see. But what happens is when leaders focus on resistors only, they make an assumption, that the people that are in a positive state, the people that are like, let's do this, let's, let's go. I'm with you. You know, show me how, teach me what you want me to do. That those people will be the ones that stick around for a while. Right. And because of all the good energy and the positive energy that they have, um, almost like they don't need anything because they're motivated. And that's a terrible leadership assumption. Those people actually need more of your time those people those excited people they actually need more of your attention as a leader because because that's where the motivation is that's where your movement's going to come that's where your excitement's going to come that's where your influencers are going to come there's a very good chance that you could spend 6 months trying to you know focus on resistor bob in your organization and resistor bob after 6 months is still going to be resistor bob Or even if resistor Bob turns into, okay, well, maybe I can deal with this, Bob. Bob is still not as motivated as the group of people that are like, let's do this. And so then you're still literally pushing a ball up a hill. So I would say, shift the energy. Shift your attention and your focus. Don't be tempted to spend all of your leadership energy on people who are resisting. Instead, work to build into where the motivation is. Don't forget the people that are with you, because here's the thing: people that are with you will be with you for a while, and then when they feel ignored, they'll go, they'll leave. And in many organizations, many church communities, um, they so many of them may leave quietly. They're not going to send you a mean email. They're not going to, you know, um, you know, storm into your office necessarily. They may just leave and they may find a place that is ready to receive them. Find a place where they can use their gifts. Find a place where they can go to work and freely be excited about a multicultural workplace. You don't want to lose those people. Build into them. Don't lean into the temptation to only focus on the resistors. I hope that was helpful for you today. It's something I want you to think about, and just a very practical step that you can take today is um, take 20 minutes today. I'm serious. Take 20 minutes. <laughs> after you turn off this podcast, after you stop listening, you know, turn it off and go set a timer for 20 minutes. And I I want you to make two lists, make a list of any place where you feel resistance or resistors, uh, in your company or in your organization, in your uh, faith community. And then I want you to make a list of people who are with you, people who have been encouragers to you, people who have said we're with you and name them, put them on paper. And then I want you to do an energy audit and get very, Get very honest about where your energy has been. Has it been towards people who have been resistant or has it been towards people who are with you and motivated? And then make the changes, make the tweaks that you need to make. Do that today. Apply what you heard today. One thing I want to let you know is that not not only do I work in a business community and organizational life, but I also serve uh, leaders in faith communities. I actually think that um, although... Uh, many faith communities are some of the most segregated places. Even now in 2021, I believe that the most hope, um, some of the most hope uh, can be found uh, when a good, solid community of faith comes together and decides that they want to um, do good in the world. And so I want to invite you, Uh, If you're in that camp, if you are a a leader in a faith community, I want to invite you October 7th and 8th to come hang out with me for two days here in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Um, Come hang out with me. We're going to do the Multicultural Worship Leaders Network uh, event gathering, and we're going to model what it looks like for leaders in faith communities uh, to build multicultural gatherings uh, and to try to develop multicultural philosophy um, uh, in their churches. So if that's you, I would love for you to come hang out with me and my, my crack team of multicultural practitioners, um, would love to see you here. You can check out MWLN.org slash events. If you would like to register, uh, again, it's October 7th and 8th. So remember, take that 20 minutes when you finish listening and do that energy audit. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you next week. All right. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at nikkilearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.